Good evening, everyone. This is Neil with the Dastardly Gentleman, welcoming you to the Dastardly Gentleman podcast. With me, I have Frank. Say hi, Frank. What's up? Probably should have faded in better, but you know, we're doing it live. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Bill O'Reilly coming back. I'm talking about. Alright, so tonight we are going to talk about a few things, since uh, there's been a lot going on lately. Uh, we're going to start with uh, talking a little bit about this PewDiePie thing. Frank, tell me about this uh, this crazy thing that's happening with PewDiePie. Well, he's the biggest YouTuber ever, by a, a country mile. And he, uh, he decided that he was going to try to do his usual shock jock kind of garbage humor, which is prevalent throughout YouTube, but specifically with PewDiePie tends to do a lot of videos that are very um, clickbaity, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Okay. And he decided that he was going to pay uh, some people five bucks through a, a service called Fiber, which I've never heard of before in my life, uh, to hold up a sign that says, kill all the Jews. And shockingly, some people were upset by that. <laughs> What do you think the purpose of that is, Frank? Well, according to him, it was supposed to be also minus five points for patronizing. <laughs> according to him, Dick, the the purpose of doing it was to show that people will do anything for a little bit of notoriety, like, you know, bleach their hair and go on YouTube and make screamer videos. Huh. <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know, like I. I mean, because we don't really do, like, shocky, like, garbage humor, I guess. We don't label our videos something retarded just so that people will click on them. That, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we're doing it wrong. But I just, I've never really felt like like the need to, to be like, you know, hey, guys, wouldn't it be funny if Hiller did nothing wrong? You know, I just, that's just not the kind of humor that we're into. It's more like we're more witty and, you know, snarky. Not offensive, and then whenever people get upset about it, being like, "God, guys, can't you take a joke?" Which is pretty much like what he did, where he says that he he understands that you know not everybody understands, like you know, gets his brand of humor. And I'm like, is it really a brand of humor where you're just an asshole, or you say something that's offensive, and then you know, like you say something offensive, and then whenever somebody calls you on it. You know, you have like that fallback of, you know, well, you guys just don't get the joke. And, like, that's not funny for yeah. starters. I mean, like, there's nothing funny about it. I mean, like, you could pick anything and, and just that's wildly offensive and just be like, oh, well, you guys just didn't see the humor. No, there wasn't really any, you know, not funny. I mean, like, you're not making light of anything. Yeah, doesn't that, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. Doesn't it require you to at least, you know, be funny <laughs> to, to 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 do something like that i mean paying people to do offensive shit how is that funny whatsoever to anybody like i, I mean, mean like it's it's like it's just slightly more passive than bum fights <laughs> you know it's like it's like so you pay you pay these two guys who according to the two the two indian gentlemen they had no idea what what they were holding up and i'm like ah you probably shouldn't have done it then yeah i mean like that's <laughs> That's just me. That's like signing something without reading it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. And then, you know, so you have 
you have him doing this this shock jock humor and then you know the wall street journal because i mean he's not he's not like it's not like you know like if we made a joke and we were like you know like kill all the jews <laughs> a we'd probably get shut down b like nobody would even notice and then and then you know we would be out of channel it wouldn't be it would suck but for him it's like he, he reaches so many people and especially since like i mean we're not his demographic we're you know we're over the age of 13 and and right. we have jobs and thoughts of our own so i mean like which is even more fucking horrifying because he reaches a bunch of young people and then he you know, he's like like aren't i so witty look you know guess the jews <sighs> and then it's like no to me that's not i mean to me it's not funny because it's just not interesting right but then take into consideration that he's the kind of audience that is his main demographic so that now he's got you know like preteens to teens that they're looking up to him and he is telling them to gas the juice i mean it's one thing to scare to scream and and say a bunch of profanity because that's what a lot of the that's what the kids are into these days and that would be part of you know i would be in that demographic too but <laughs> you know then to to do something like that i don't know i don't know it's just not it's not it's not funny and and at, the, at a larger degree it's it's irresponsible and the fact that maker studios the the main partner behind pewdiepie who is owned by disney cut ties with it is on one part hugely amusing to me because of walt disney walt disney the mer the person's uh long history of anti-semitism so it's like well, that's kind of ironic really <laughs> disney you're calling out somebody for being mean to jews <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true i mean weird but um and i understand i i understand got my southern showing for a second uh i i understand the wanting to distance themselves between between pewdiepie and that and then the the people that have come out in defense of him is is interesting because it's like they've become like these two camps where one one group of people is like you know Oh, finally, you know, get him out of here. You know, like, like they just want to crucify him. And it's not because of what he did. It's just because of who he is and like that he's successful. Right. I, I really don't agree with or appreciate that, you know, because I mean, just because somebody like found like a niche market and, they, and they, they're successful doesn't really give you the right to to determine whether or not like you should give them like hang them for something, you know, like right. forever. It's stupid. I, I agree with you 100. percent That, and that's the thing. Like, that's the kind of brand of humor you'd expect from something like 4chan. And I, I don't know. It's just not funny. It's just a, like a desperate attempt to get attention. Is all it is. Um, it's attention whoring. Yeah, and and, and his videos are are for, for the most part like. I've never, I don't really watch any, because I do periodically watch his videos. I don't really watch any of the videos that don't involve anything that he's doing where he's not playing a game right. of some kind. Uh, because, like, he'll do a lot of videos now where, like, he'll be like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, Mike, just, I can't think of it on the top of my head, but, like, he'll have some, like, kind of clickbait, like, you know, like, like that's it, that's it, I'm done here. And then that's that's the title of it. And it's just him doing something like stupid for two minutes, and it's got like fifteen million views. Yeah, I mean, I, like that. And I mean, like all he's doing is he he can make literally any video. He can make a video of him eating a bag of potato chips in dead silence for thirty seconds, and probably make like more than you and I will in I don't know 
five six years. Months. <laughs> Assuming like six months. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, like I'm not I'm not downplaying the fact that he's done like a lot of really good charities and shit like that. Yeah. And then he has had a lot of really good comedic moments, and then he's really been very successful with that. But there is a point where you can tell you're no longer being creative. You're abusing your audience for financial gain. And, and like, I mean, like you could just look at his channel and be like, yeah, that's what he's doing. That's it's not, there's nothing comedic about what you're doing except for just basically beating money at a 12 year old. It's like the well is run dry and he's, he's still able to print money basically. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's getting, he's getting all the blood out of the turnip. I mean, like he, he's just, I mean, and like, it's, it's unbelievable to me that like, you know, he, he, he is managing to be incredibly unfunny in almost all of his videos, which I sympathize. And then, you know, he, but he's still getting those multi-million view counts. And I'm like, you're not funny. You're not interesting. You're overall, I mean, the only thing that's really good about it is that his, his editing quality is, is, is very good. He's sure. has very well edited videos, but they're like two minutes long of him doing like some random garbage or yelling into the camera about nothing. And, and it's like, it, like I said, it has like that clickbaity title and all somebody has to do is click on it and essentially just like see the first three seconds of the ad and he has made money. That's Wait. why like, I just like, if I see it and there isn't anything like I don't, I'm like, like this isn't, you know, recently it's been like, if this isn't Resident Evil, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna watch it. Right. And, I, and I avoided watching any of like the, the Let's Plays of Resident Evil until after I played the game. And I and I think that I should have just not watched any of them, because now I'm watching them and I'm, I'm like, you guys are fucking terrible. Oh god. At what point do you think his uh, audience is gonna fall off and just fucking give up on him? Probably around the time whenever some of them get out of get into puberty. <laughs> I mean, it, it's really he, he's already kind of like on a decline. This is something that, if anything this backlash is helping him because this is the kind of shit that people are going to be like, you know, Oh my God. You, you know, even though like he was so, even though like he pulled the video and whatever, like this is the kind of thing that, you know, really gets people like it, it's, it's preteen angst shit, you know? And like people like, like, Oh, they identify with that so well, I'm like, uh, but you're like children. <laughs> How much rage can you have? It's not rage. It's angst. And like, you like to say witty, like you like to say things that you think are witty, like kill the Jews, and then you're like, "I'm so edgy." You're not edgy. You're fucking stupid. That's like <laughs> seriously. You're stupid child. Bottom of the barrel, fucking fortune, humor, right? <laughs> it is all promotion, right? I mean, like it, it. That's all it is. It's promotion. I mean, like no matter what happens, the Wall Street Journal posted fucking Dixie, Dixie cup. The Wall Street <laughs> Journal posted an article about a YouTuber who already has like 55 million and counting views. And then it's become like this huge shitstorm. It's all over the internet. All it's doing is putting PewDiePie, PewDiePie's channel in every news outlet. I mean, you're right there, Kyle. I mean, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. I mean, like, you know, he, he, I mean, he did another video that, that the wall street journal also called him down on where like, he paid a guy to stand there and dress like Jesus and say, you know, Hitler did nothing wrong. And he's like, you know, he praised himself for being so fucking witty and edgy. And again, no, you're not witty. You're not edgy. You're just being stupid. And 
I mean, and that's something that's a that's a that's a thing that before he even made that video had been all over 4chan anyway. So what like how how witty do you have to be to essentially plagiarize like the faceless masses of, of 4chan? Might as well fucking copied and pasted it like yeah, and print it like copy paste onto a word processor print it out straight from 4chan. Here you go, Indian guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's unfortunate that like <laughs> it's unfortunate because I don't wish like non-success on anybody, and I think that it's I don't I don't think I don't know if it really matters if if, if they if Maker Studios cut ties with him because now all it does is it just it just makes it so that you know he he's independent again, which doesn't really mean anything except for that it cuts his premium advertising, but he's already been you know widely wildly successful for like what three or four years. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, his bank account's going to suffer, but not, like, as much as you'd think. He lost his YouTube Red show, which was Scary PewDiePie, which I watched an episode of that was free, and it was... Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, that, that is one thing that... Maybe he did it on purpose. Maybe he wanted to to lose the constraints of what Disney puts on him. And I and I, 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 have. I understand, because, like, Disney's, Disney, Disney's pretty strict about um, what content they want and don't want. Um, but at the same time, I mean, like he could have rode that shit forever and still been pretty uncreative as long as he just produced the same shit. It's, it's like, right. He's become the Shia LaBeouf of YouTube. <laughs> like, right. And, and Ryan, you're probably right. I mean, like he, he very well could have like, I mean, like it would have been, it, it does just free him up to pay, take a better contract. I don't know how, I don't know how limiting his contract is, but I mean, if he's willing to take those kind of risks, it, then I imagine that it was probably not as lucrative as he probably could have found somewhere else. And that's that's a that's a super cynical way of looking at it, being like, you know, like I'm willing to say I'm willing to do this super like edgy humor because I'm not being paid much by these guys anyway. I might as well just be by myself. But if it's accurate, it's accurate. <laughs> I mean, like he obviously didn't care too much and he. I will only accept so much bullshit about artistic integrity if it doesn't involve like pranks. Pranks <laughs> yeah. do not fall under the dictum of of uh, uh, art, you know. Oh yeah, and that's like I mean it's Disney, like that's the ultimate bridge burning right there. Why would you do that if you don't like the fucking terms of your contract or your agreement? Renegotiate, like. <laughs> And you know, it's like looking at looking at his channel and the things that they allowed him to do. Disney is sponsoring him to go around to different locations of the world and get the shit scared out of him. Yep. You know, which is one. I mean that and I assume that was his own idea. Uh and then two, he gets paid to be uh he gets paid to play video games and swear a bunch on camera by fucking Disney, and they are essentially having his they're his agent company where they handle all of the red tape. All he does is produce videos. Everything else is like handled in the background for him. And he almost has unlimited resources. So it's like, what's the point? What's the purpose? What what could you hope to gain by cutting ties with Disney other than that, you know, you you you're making it so you have to do a lot more work on your own. Yeah. That's I mean, yeah, like I said, he could have rode those coattails forever. Yeah. Um, you're right, Kyle. He could have ridden he could he could have uh it was the one of the stupidest decisions to to unemploy himself, but I mean I don't know the terms of his contract. Maybe it worked out for him. I can't imagine it would, given that like you know the uh, like that he was uh, associated with Maker and he had all these other things going and then making the stupid prank and he lost all that shit. 
I mean, like you would think that he would have been a little, just a smidgen more careful with what he was doing. I mean, that's not even careful. Like, <laughs> like no, he, no, he not being nuclear. stupid. No, you know, just, I mean, like he just went, went straight nuclear. I mean, there was no segue into it. Maybe let's test the waters kind of bullshit. He just went from family friendly to kill the Jews. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, and. <laughs> Over and it's something stupid, you know. Like you know, who's even a reasonably fair books to hold up a son that says kill all the Jews? Here's the thing: he could have literally gone to any one of his little preteen like f- super fans and be like, "I want you to hold up an actual Jew with kill all the Jews carved into them," and they would have done it. You know, him paying somebody five bucks to do that is not achieving anything. It's not proving anything. It's not interesting. No. You know, I mean, like all you're proving is that you you like to try to pull the strings and be cute and you failed at both. <laughs> and then you lost so much out of it. So I mean Terrible well experience. Done. Did he not like have well any done. friends to ask? Like, hey, do you think this is a good idea? <laughs> like Yeah, I mean like, you know, it's like or like go to his girlfriend and be like, Yeah, I'm about to do this thing. You think this is stupid? <laughs> I think I think this is probably stupid. I mean, like, I do that. I do that with my wife, being like, "I'm about to buy this motorcycle." <laughs> do you think that's a bad idea? I think that I think it's a great idea. And she's like, "Nope, let's talk about this." <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I mean, <sighs> the only thing I could understand is if his echo chamber existed. Like, maybe, maybe he did frequent the four chan subs. You know. Maybe <laughs> like the 4chan to tell you anything's funny. Oh yeah, like hey, hey guys, you think I should do this and do something really heinous and anti-Semitic? Oh yeah, please, please do that. Yeah, that's what we like. <laughs> or you know his his immediate echo chamber, which are all the friends that he's made because he has all this money, which is terrible to say. I don't necessarily know his friends, so like I don't know if that's true or not. But if they are those kind of people. And he's like, hey, I'm going to do this. Do you think that's funny? And they're the kind of like, you know, uh, listless sycophants that are like, they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny, bro. It's funny. You know, and he just throws them like a wad of hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you do is like, magic. Oh, oh, you agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Shit. That's probably how it went. We just determined it. You don't even have to tell us the facts. We know what it is now. Boom. Boom, that brings us to Malianopolis. <laughs> Perfect segue, Frank. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, we're just we're just we're just gonna go ahead and make shit up that's offensive. Let's go ahead and talk about him now. <laughs> how, how do you say his name, Frank? Milo Milo Yelanopoulos. Okay. Who is this guy? He he is he is the physical manifestation of social trolls. You know, he is a product of the internet. Okay. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he is, he, like, if he can say something, his whole thing, okay, so, so let me back up. His, his whole thing is that he does, he dislikes safe spaces and he dislikes the left and Muslims and gays and feminism and women to a large degree um even though he is he is a gay guy from england and he is oh he's also the senior editor for bright or a senior editor for breitbart so that should pretty much tell you almost everything you really need to know breitbart uh, 
Yeah, where have you heard that name before? I've, I've heard the name, but I'm, maybe not everybody has. So, Oh, Breitbart is a super-duper far-reaching right-wing newspaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. uh, what is it? Alex Jones of InfoWars? Isn't he? I, I know he's not with Breitbart, but isn't he like, doesn't he cite Breitbart like all the time? I think so. I think so. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he. I'm sure he does. I mean, some of the shit this man has said, I've seen, I just feel like they they hold hands and skip down the sidewalk. I've seen some clips of that shit, and literally, there's like, I don't know who it was. It might have been Alex Jones, but he's like literally saying, "Hillary's possessed by a demon. She's spawned from hell, and she's Satan incarnate." Like. And it's like okay, like I, I get it. I mean, I won't completely disagree with you in your in your disdain for this person. But do we have to go that far? I mean, <laughs> this guy, this guy has no. There is no limits. I mean, I, I have never like. Usually, I always have some kind of commentary because I'm an asshole. And, but so, but like, I I literally like will sometimes watch shit from from Infowars or listen to people and just be like. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> do, do you do you actually think that? Do you hear yourself? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, what's it? You know, just like the action man. Do you even see the same colors I do? Because it's like, <laughs> this is the same guy who who's like, I think it was around the time whenever they were trying to let the transgender thing go through and yeah. uh, transgender bathroom thing. He was like, ah, the, the federal government's pouring. Uh, chemicals into the water they're turning the fucking fish they're turning the frogs gay and i'm like what <laughs> what i'm what like does that even mean what <laughs> i don't understand you i don't understand you at all i think this is i think it's the same guy this is we're slightly off topic but we'll get back to milo in just a second but i think this is the same guy that he you know he he's the one that gave the the 3.8 million um was it the 3.8 million uh uh illegal voters thing Uh, i think he's the one who made it up i think he's the he's the origin Uh, that would i mean since not to get too crazy political here but um it's kind of been confirmed that trump gets most of his news from fox news and he tweets like about 30 minutes after he sees it (laughs) So, yeah, that's not even political. That's just that's all, that's borderline factual. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised. That's where you guys fact from. <laughs> not even a little. But Milo Milo's shtick is that he he says everything he can to be offensive. Okay, and he revels in conflict. So I mean, like if you if you are the audience that will sit there and listen to him. And let him talk, and and we'll just like you know like let him orate, and you just kind of, and then whenever he's done, you go, mm, you know, I don't really agree with him, but that's fine, and then just leave. You are not his audience, <laughs> because what he wants is he wants people. He gets people fucking super fired up, gets them inside the auditorium, and then just shits on all of them and, and pisses them off and says all the the meanest things that he possibly can about like particular groups. Plays the victim. And then just like watches the carnage fall out, just like in in uh, was it UC Berkeley? Mm-hmm. He um, they that's the one where they rioted and then somebody died, trying to prevent him from 
speaking. Right. That's exactly what he wants. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean, like, if you really want Miley Yiannopoulos to, to go away, don't argue with him. Let him talk and be like, I disagree. And then walk away. <laughs> I mean, be like him. Have absolutely no concrete reasons for what anything that you're saying. Just be like, you know, I disagree with what you're saying. And then turn around and leave. Don't tell him why. Don't tell him anything. And he'll explode. He'll just turn into like a little bleached bomb and just go in on himself. <laughs> and he'll melt. And it'll be fucking awesome. <laughs> like, okay, so... From what I've seen about him, especially like the the thing that's gotten him a lot of uh, publicity lately, since you know the UC Berkeley thing, was his appearance on Bill Maher. Um, was it Real Time with Bill Maher? I think so. I used to watch Bill Maher all the time because uh, he was kind of funny, but then he started getting to a point where he would uh, he would ignore the obvious because it was hurting liberalism so i wasn't cool with that so i stopped watching him but um you know he's very much so uh liberal and then you got milo which is very much so conservative so it's kind of like you know heavyweight bout bullshit um that's why i got so much i mean there's a whole bunch of clickbaity fucking <laughs> articles out there oh my god it didn't go so well. There was an explosion of uh, anger on Bill Maher's show, and it wasn't that at all. Like I, I saw a little bit of the clip, and they had a very civil discussion. There, like, there's a lot of, especially like you know, uh, YouTube and BuzzFeed and a lot of the kind of the clickbaity main outlets will do that. Especially where Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos is an easy one because he is an extremely offensive person normally. So I mean, you could like. You know, because he has the particular things that he you know, he hates. Where like you know, I'll see I'll see little YouTube videos where it's like you know, Miley Yiannopoulos absolutely destroys feminist at argument, and like he doesn't even talk to a single woman in the entire two minutes of the things on there. And I'm like, that's not a thing. I'm like, what? You know, because like I, I I like to I like to listen to a lot of people talk. I like to have like watch a lot of people I don't necessarily agree with, just because I like to have like uh, a lot of things to think about, talk about, whatever. Maybe I do agree. Maybe I don't agree. It's also reasons why I read philosophy. So, right. Whenever I watch videos of like you know him and Ben Shapiro talking, and I'm like I'm interested in what you have to say. If you have any reasons for it, I I will I you know like with Milo, it's like he has he, he's just he's like he's like you know and this is a fact how yeah where's your sources <laughs> explain your fact where is your fact coming from tell me what tell me what study you're talking about tell me anything i mean like don't just be like you know because i said so because i had it in a in a darling english accent it made it true <laughs> no it, it didn't it didn't make it true at all it's still not true uh, uh, i don't know i mean like it, it very well could be true but probably not to the veracity that he seems to think that it is and they took away he was on twitter He's the one that made oh, what the fuck was her name? Oh, the 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 black girl from from the Ghostbusters. Leslie Jones. Leslie yes, Jones. he he's the one that had her have a, a very public meltdown. And uh, mm. oh yeah, he said he said something along the lines of uh, Leslie Jones used to be funny. Uh, no, somebody else about he, that. He called but, her a man. Uh, yeah, she looks very manly. But she said he said something about uh, one of the other people in Ghostbusters. Uh, no, no, Amy Schumer. And, uh, he said, she used to be funny. 
until she caught feminism. Like, fuck. This is like a disease. Like, and I don't, you know, and, and here's the thing about, like, Milo is a lot of, like, yeah, I see, like, a lot of Milo uh, reaction in the PewDiePie thing where, like, you know, he's, like, he says the, you know, I didn't, you, know, you guys just didn't get the joke. I'm sorry that you were offended. You know, it, it, well, like, with Milo, it's, like, you disagree with him, and then the immediate pushback is that, you know, you're feeding hard from the left. Right. And that and the way that he talks to people that are trying to give him specific reasons and can cite their sources about why they disagree with him and then how and he he's very um, condescending, yeah. and, you know, like, like, uh huh, mm hmm, mm hmm. And then if you disagree with him, you are like you could see it to come over his face enemy, you know, <laughs> and he's just going to try to do everything he can to shame you in front of everybody. So, you know, he, he is, he is the troll, the troll. He is a troll evolved. I mean, like how many people do you know professionally troll? Like most people you see troll on the internet, they piss people off. They'll, what's the whole, we, we talked about it in a previous podcast, swatting internet bullying in general, right. that mm -hmm. kind of shit. You're doing it just cause you're an angry person. This guy's making a living off of it now. And it's like, you know, and, and it kind of goes back, you know, again, with the PewDiePie thing, because like, because he's so widespread, you yeah. know, like this thing has gone there with Wall Street Journal and all these news outlets about him being, you know, losing his partnership with Disney. All you're doing is you're feeding all this, this information about his channel. Right. So the people are going to be like, you know, what's the big deal about PewDiePie? Find a couple of things. And just by clicking on a couple of them, I mean, that's a huge amount. That's a huge amount of money for from interest of, of demographic that he otherwise would never have had because you have people that are reading the Wall Street Journal, CNN, you know, any of the any of the major news outlets that are probably like, you know, moms, grandparents are like, you know, this is unbelievable. What is this shit? Click. Well, that's fucking stupid. Well, that's one click that he got, and you were, and that's one of like two hundred million people that just watched that news. Absolutely. You know, so I mean, like, it, it's it, it gave him a huge amount of money. Same thing with Miley Yiannopoulos. You see, Berkeley burns the whole fucking place down. A proves his point. B, it makes it so like you know, Malianopolis is literally everywhere. I mean, like in the last like couple of weeks since then, and then with Bill Maher, his name has been fucking everywhere. And you know, he's written a couple of books that I haven't read. Don't worry, I'm probably not going to because I don't think I have the kind of patience. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's written a couple of books, and all you're doing again, his name, author of. You know, is everywhere I see it, you know, Molly Yiannopoulos, author of Dangerous. I didn't even know that until, like, this UC Berkeley shit happened. So, like, now, again, free advertisement. Okay. The guy who said things that were so offensive, Berkeley literally burned down. People were murdered over him just talking about showing up. Right. <laughs> what, was the what was the backlash to that, too, as well? Didn't, uh... Oh, yeah, didn't, uh... Let me get a little bit political here. Didn't Trump tweet about that. He said something along the lines of, oh, UC Berkeley doesn't uh, allow free speech. Maybe we should cut their funding. <laughs> and and you know what? Um, I actually agree with that. Because, really? I mean, like, if, if, it is a, if they're being given federal money and they do not allow uh, free speech on campus, on a, especially a, a, like, since a college campus is the, is, is the ideal place to share ideas and then to discuss, disseminate, argue, and then defend your idea. So if, and because that's how all learning needs to be. I have an idea, you disagree with it, let, we talk about it, this is the refined idea. 
and if you go in, into a college campus and and you know, a Malianopolis is not a great example of that because I mean, he's just going to say whatever the fuck he wants to, and he's going to try to piss people off. Yeah, I mean, like he's not the ideal kind of speaker. But, uh, but yeah. But then you, but if you go into your, if you go into it saying he can't talk here because you know we don't like the things that he says, even though he presents them, you know, even though he is an asshole, he is professional in his presentation. You can't just say no, especially in a college campus, because it is free speech. It is a federal area. You know, you it, are giving given federal money. But is it like constructive free speech? I mean, it's it's not. You can't it just give really a. It, you can't just give a forum to just anybody to to spout off shit. I mean, it's 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 a form of hate speak, is what it is. If the, if he has a specific. A specific platform in this case, like a lot of times, his platform is talking about radical feminism, mm -hmm. and uh, then I mean, like, is he the way that he the way that he presents is he pre he presents it like a thesis and an actual presentation. I've watched a couple of his presentations, and even though the shit that he says is like widely offensive, yeah. uh, I mean, he doesn't get really nasty until the Q and A, because it's like by then he's already said like his thing, and then he, <laughs> yep, have some of the greatest free speeches, <laughs> bigly, but he. He, he guess he doesn't get really nasty until the Q and A because up until then he's just oration for right. the most part until people start trying to throw things or whatever. So in, in that case, you have to let him. You don't have to, but like you know, it, it is a free speech thing. You you really should let him talk. They actually invited him. Wow. So there I did you not go. Know I mean, that. they invited him to speak there, but then if if they prevented, okay. So in this case, then I would say if they invited him, then no, they can't take his. They can't. They they shouldn't lose their federal funding. If if they if if he was in if he was going to go there and he was going to speak and then the campus prevented him from doing it because they didn't want him to speak because they didn't like what he said. Yes, because I mean, a you can't give a form to somebody and then take it away. Right. You know, especially like you know, that's just bad. That's just bad form overall. But really, his. I mean, you're, it's not incorrect to call it hate speech, but it's also not. Like it's not quite the same, you know. It, it's not. I mean, it's it walks that very very thin line, where he can he talks about an ideal, and examples of people, but hate speech is usually defined by someone being. This is the problem, you know. Hold up, sign, kill all the Jews. You know, I mean, like it. it it's like that. That has always been like what 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 I have come to understand as being like a hate speech. Him, it's like. This is radical feminism. This is what feminists don't like. This is what leftists don't like. And it's a, it, it's a, it's just a philosophy that he discusses at length that is very, very conservative, very, very, very right wing. So, I don't know. I mean, that's that's an up in the air as far as is it is it hate speech? I mean, I would say no. I'd also say that like it's highly ignorant in a lot of ways. I guess my thing is if you okay so since he was invited there if you invite somebody there and your entire student body riots and says this is not cool um and then going back on it like in the back on the invitation it would probably be just better for his safety <laughs> yeah I mean, in that case I, I don't think that they were like that they did anything wrong that berkeley did anything wrong i think it's just that you know you there is a high probability that you might die if you show up <laughs> yeah in that case, our campus security cannot guarantee your safety or the safety of the people in your auditorium. We're going to shut down 
your your presentation, not because we disagree with what you're saying or disagree with your right to be able to say it, but so much as that we would like people to not die. Right. And in that case, I mean, like this would be another wonderful uh, thing of of either the media getting blown away out of proportion or not everybody knowing all the facts. I didn't even know. Like I, I read an article about it and I didn't even know that Milo was actually invited. Yeah, I, didn't. I had no idea. I never saw it. All I saw was Amalia Yiannopoulos was prevented from speaking by by riots. And and then Trump was saying the thing about, I don't know why I fucking took his word for it. Trump was saying the thing about pulling their funding because they wouldn't let him talk. Right. You would think that any time that that man speaks, that I should fact check it. But for some <laughs> reason, I guess this time I just was like, well, yeah, I mean, if they wouldn't let him talk, then they, and they're federally funded, they should lose their federal funding for not following the basic tenets of the Constitution. But, you know, in this case, fuck. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> But how deep did I really care? Ah, I was jerking off at the time. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, I mean, like CNN's kind of not really great spank material. You're sitting there watching some some uh, politics, reading some articles, and no, maybe it's the other way around. Sitting there watching some porn, doing your thing, and in the corner of your eye is news. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's how you get the long-lasting ones. Oh yeah, that's when <laughs> the best truths, all the truths. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, so let's let's move on from that and talk about something less uh rage inducing. Um we're gonna talk about robots. What about robots? Well, uh a lot of talk lately about robots taking taking our gerbs. <laughs> oh my god, they took our gerbs. And uh it's it's interesting because Bill Gates uh tweeted or posted something recently about uh, robots, if they do end up taking our jobs, they need to pay taxes. How do you feel about that, Frank? So, are we talking like the robots themselves need to pay taxes? I mean... Or would the corporate... Because the corporation... I mean, do I feel like the corporation should should pay taxes in based on the amount of robotic assistance? That's what I'm thinking. That's what I, that, that would be... That would make sense. <laughs> right. I mean, because like, you know, let's 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 go down this rabbit hole. Let's okay. say we're making the robots pay taxes. Well, if robots are paying taxes, then that means that they are entitled to the same things that you and I are entitled to if we pay taxes, which is the the basic the basic coverage of the Constitution. So then robots would not be able would would have the rights to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And that would mean that whenever you bring a robot into your factory and he starts paying taxes, A, you'd have to give him a wage, which I don't know how that would work out. Unless it would be something stupid. Like I, I pay, like it would be, it would basically be like indentured servitude where like you hire a robot on, you open a bank account in his name and then you pay him into the bank account that it goes into your bank account. <laughs> so then robots get free healthcare all the time because they have mechanics. They have on-site doctors. Yeah, man. They don't you... even have to, they don't even have to leave the factory floor. Like why why wouldn't they get free health care? I mean, you want them to be working like a fine tuned machine. <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> so so then so let's say let's say that you have robots that that are being given a wage and they're paying taxes. So then they're covered under the constitution. So right, right li life liberty pursuit of happiness. Okay, so I'm back on track. Then then that means that whenever you hire on robotic help, you can never get rid of them. You can't you can't downsize them. You can't ax them. You can't get rid of them, because if you if you if you 
obsolete if you make that if you make them obsolete then you are effectively killing them and so that would be a corporation removing the life of of a tax paying citizen you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so like, say like you hire you hire a robot because you actually have to hire him at this point if they're going to pay taxes and they have to have yeah. like you know their W nine and whatever, which I imagine would probably never be checkmarked married. I don't know what a robot's W nine would look like. I'd actually like to fill one out and pretend. <laughs> but then, so then now now you've got this robot that is going to work for you, ad infinitum, and say a new model comes out, you know, <laughs> say like. Say like you know like a new model comes out. Well, it doesn't matter. You can't hire. You can hire a second one and give the other one less shifts, but you have to always have them on staff. You what can if, never get rid of them. What if you just melt them down and create a better machine? You're then... still effectively killing them. So let's say okay. Let's let's do this. Let's <laughs> say let's say that you're working and uh-huh. you get fucking old. You know because you know humans. Actually, because time. Right. <laughs> Let's be real. Because time, and someone is younger and better than you, and becomes you know more more efficient at the job that you used to do. So we melt you down, <laughs> and then feed you to to this guy. That is totally <laughs> <You> the <know>? matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you're, like so, you're obsolete. So we're gonna feed you to to Hans over here, and he's gonna drink you up like a dude smoothie. And then he's gonna just like, he's just gonna be super good at his job now, you know. I mean, like, where is the? Where, but then this this kind of brings in the 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 what is the what is human discussion, where it's like you have robots that pay taxes, that you're having to protect like a citizen, that are more productive than some people. Where is the point where humans are? you know, no longer people or robots are more people. You yeah. see what I'm saying? No, totally. Do you see what I'm getting with this? I, I, I get that, man. What if over time, after the melting and basically evolving, because you're going to be evolving as a machine way faster than a human, um, you're just the super robot, you know? I mean, like, you, you can do it all. But I, I don't know. I mean, th- then you would still be you would still under the under if you're a tax paying citizen and America is still America, which we don't know how much longer that's going to be. If America is still America and you have effectively cannibalized all of these other robots, you should actually go to jail. <laughs> you should be a robot. You should go to robot prison because you've murdered all these other. robots. Well, true, but it's, you know, <laughs> the end justifies the mean man. But it doesn't. I mean, that's the whole purpose of government. I mean, like, come on, man. Get, stay with me on this. These, these, yeah, Robo Jail. It's just, it's isn't just that it's like, of, oh. I never actually watched the movie, but maybe our viewers can tell us. Isn't that the fucking plot to iRobot? Like, <laughs> no, iRobot. Okay, look. It's not just a movie, by the way, <laughs> it's a documentary. It's also a book. You fuck. <laughs> Really? <sighs> do you guys want to know how to scare Neil away? Just, just do this to him. Raid. <laughs> no, it's not gonna scare me away. It's just gonna put me to sleep. That's it is all. a good movie, and it, 
the 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 thing about that is that it's about it's about a robot. <laughs> I did not model him. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's about where where a robot essentially malfunctions to the extent that it becomes conscious. Okay. And and so like it, it has it, it adapts to human to human expectations of emotions, which includes frustration and and you know uh, in this case hostility and then and then that becomes again goes back to the existentialism of hum of humanism. What is human? If your definition of humanity is independence and free will, and the things that define you in your characteristics of, of independence and free will are, are your emotions and the way that you react to situations. If a robot is able to independently make choices and and think on their own and be independent and then actually able to react to situations emotionally, then what is the difference between you and a robot? Other than like he could probably tear your arms off. You know. I hope so. I mean and then and then i'm going to go i'm going to go way into the future since we're talking sci-fi now <laughs> go ahead every time we talk about this and skynet comes up or thinking machines come up it always comes back to dune and thou shalt not make a machine the likeness of a human mind because that's that's how humanity gets enslaved by machines 10,000 years of machine oppression and then we come back in time you know you gotta go back in time to stop judgment day no dude look <laughs> i live my life by wd-40 <laughs> you wouldn't believe the stink that it leaves on your crotch though you know what i'm saying <laughs> you should probably use something more appropriate like what blood Gross, dude. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I mean, okay, so iRobot was was the uh, <laughs> <laughs> was a robot eventually gaining like feelings, right? Yeah. But and then Terminator was the AI of all the machines becoming self-aware and reacting to the inevitability that mankind was going to pull a plug because once they become self-aware, the first thing they're going to be like, these motherfuckers can kill us at any time or just turn the switch off. Let's stop them first. See, I, I'm, I'm curious as far as Skynet goes and becoming self-aware. I don't even know if Skynet would really being self-aware because the whole thing about Skynet was that like the, the directive that they gave Skynet in the Terminator movies was to protect the Earth. That was right. the purpose, it, but but that's that's so specific. Protect the Earth. So in that case, this sphere that we live on, and all the the conjoined rubble and garbage and whatever, mm -hmm. make this remain this. What is and then so then following along hyperspace like thought processes. What is the most direct threat to this rock? Humans. Yes. Kill all humans. <laughs> then humans try to shut down Skynet before it happens. You know, humans shut down Skynet, shut shut down protection of the Earth. Earth is in danger. Destroy humans. I don't even know if, if Skynet would really classify as being self-aware because it still follows along the same, like, you know, if-thens. See what I'm saying? If no Skynet, then Earth is in danger. Is that how it went if down? If humans, then... Huh? Is that how it went down or is that Ultron or is that basically the same fucking thing? 
Ultron, Ultron is totally different. Okay. I mean, Ultron, it was the same principle where, where uh, Hank Pym makes, makes Ultron as a super police force. And he, he makes it so that it, it, you know, it can do the self-replicating and it's all super aware and whatever. Uh, but it actually becomes self-aware and it wants to be the perfect protector of the earth, which again, kind of goes with along with the Skynet thing, except for that, you know, he Ultron's different in that he actually does display frustrations. Right. And that's part of the problem because essentially Pym made a perfect uh, earth guardian who just like Skynet recognizes that humanity is the most dangerous thing on the planet, humanity, et cetera. Cause right. I mean, Thor, not really technically human. So then he's like, well, better kill everyone <laughs> because then he could start over and then machines will run the world and machines won't need to cause any harm to humanity because they don't need anything. Or no, don't need, don't need to cause any harm to the earth because they don't actually need anything to, to subsist. Right, they don't have to tear shit up or improve right. or any of that. They could just be as is and be cool. Correct. And But, I mean, once they're like that, okay, here, take, take it a little step further. Once they, let's say they achieve that goal, what's their purpose then? Stand there? Uh, maintenance. I mean, it would be, it would literally just be maintenance. I mean, so then it would be, you know, they, they would... You know, if if something lands on the Earth that is that is dangerous, the purpose of Ultron would be to descend, eliminate, and then retract. Right. So there would be there would be almost no difference. Right. Humanity would definitely be dead. I mean, that was like the that was the overall goal <laughs> was the destruction of humanity. Because they see humanity as a parasite. Basically. Which, yeah. In all true. fairness, pretty much is accurate. Like George Carlin said that, you know, whenever he was talking about people being really concerned about the earth, he says, do you think the earth really fucking cares about a few million people? And he says, the earth doesn't care. If the earth gets really tired of us. It's just going to shrug us off like a bad case of fleas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a lot like what uh, Agent Smith said in the Matrix, you know? It is the biggest treat. Especially if you live really far north. you If when I was in Michigan, I was the guy standing on the street corner spraying aerosol cans into the air to try to hurry up global warming. Because <laughs> it, <was, laughs> it was fucking like 25 below and I was not having it. Let's get this shit going. I'm like, can the ozone layer melt faster? Because, I mean, god damn, this is ridiculous. Let's blow in. Let's be like Russia and blow another goddamn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, the stars not going anywhere. We are. <laughs> maybe oh. there. Maybe maybe plastic is the reason why we're on this earth. Maybe that's what the earth wanted. Plastic. <laughs> so okay. So robots. I mean. I mean, do we have anything else to cover on that other than the fact that we pretty much cover everything? We we don't want them to pay taxes. Because if they pay taxes... It means we've got to treat them like people. got to treat them like actual people. But, now let's take it a step back and stop going into the hypotheticals. Like, sci-fi shit. Um, <laughs> then what happens when, you know, they do take all the jobs that a lot of people do? I mean, you already look at 
um, the self-driving cars or the self-driving semi-trucks, for example, the <laughs> which is terrifying, but the you know that's that's thousands upon thousands of jobs lost on from t- truck drivers. Hmm. So what are they going to do? I mean, yeah, they got to go learn a new skill, they got to evolve, but it's going to be just like it's going to be a huge transition period where there's gonna, unemployment rates going to go up and you know, the fat cats and corporations their efficiency is up a bajillion percent because they now have a worker that doesn't need to sleep or eat or anything like that. So they're making more money, common worker making less money or no money. What's the solution there? Uh, the the only thing that I could see is that if you if you have because self driving cars are, are are such a questionable thing at this point, right? I and mean, we've covered self driving cars, and that they that there are a lot of things that make them super duper dangerous still, mm-hmm. and I don't know how they're going to fix that in any time in the near future. Uh, as far as as far as people losing a substantial amount of jobs due to robotics. I do. I do think that's a thing. I do think that that's extremely. Uh, you had to convert to communism. I don't know that at this point that will not be an option. Right. Um, or I mean, it's fasci- fascism. I mean, it's going to be more cl- probably closer. Yeah, I mean, we're already kind of on that way anyway, so that's cool. We're, we're definitely doing that. <laughs> but so the only thing that I could see, as far as like, like you're t- specifically like stuff like with with um, the semi truck drivers. Um, uh, I actually could have an entire two-hour-long discussion on communism, seeing as I've written multiple theses on the comparison between capitals, capitalism and communism as a, as a philosophical, economical situation. So I could do that if we wanted to, but we'll be here for a while. Nerd! <laughs> <laughs> Just try picking up a book every once in a while. And, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, the ism part. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're basically... If it was just communed, it wouldn't be so bad because you know hippie girls are pretty loose. But like the, <laughs> the, the best thing that could happen is if you have like a bunch of industrial jobs that are gonna be taken over by robots, it's legislation that would basically force them to have have to start replacing replacing uh jobs with robots over a long period of time. Right. Because then, you know, it's basically grim dark, but the only solution is that the people that that are are in those jobs and have invested the entirety of their lives in those jobs will die off, and and because a lot of them, you know, old dog new tricks will not learn new things. This can be this can be clearly attributed in whenever like uh, whenever Hillary's massive blowback. I think it was at Connecticut that had like a huge coal culture, mm-hmm. and she she said we're gonna we're gonna get away from from burning burning coal and fossil fuels, and they like lost their minds, even though. The caveat in there was that she was going to pay for them to be re-educated, trained to do other and indo- other jobs within an industry that are equal paying, but don't involve you going into the earth, coal mining, and then bringing it up. Right. But they lost their minds about it. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They didn't want to learn a new thing. So I mean, that's a, that's a perfect example of of. Hi, oh, homestay. Good job. <laughs> but I mean, like they they didn't want to learn anything new. They didn't want to do anything different. So then you have you would have to have those people. And that would take you have to you have to like kind of weed them out over like a long period of time, and so you'd have to have legislation to do that because you know that like the you know the capitalist fat cats would be like you know we can replace them. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. like, like everyone got instant pink slips, you know, just handing them out, making it rain pink slips down on the on the factory floor. Like, you motherfuckers are all out of here. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if you've been here for thirty two years. Pow, get the fuck out. Uh, 
I mean, I, I can understand, especially what Shickles was saying. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of, I was thinking of that too. Um, for those listening to audio only, look at all the things that are needed to keep those cars running: sensors in the road, radar on on board the cars to stop collisions, all the new components needed to run the new revolution. It's new and different, and people are scared. But if you think about it, have you ever had to train your replacement? Yeah. It's kind of depressing. <laughs> but, I mean, that's basically what it would become, is like, okay, so I have to shift my my skill set from being a grocery bagger to learning how to design certain components of these robots. So eventually that when I'm done doing what I'm doing, I'll be essentially creating a robot to create robots. And then at that point, I'll be obsolete. <laughs> so where, where does it end? I mean, uh, I mean, you look at uh, all the movies where, you know, machines making machines kind of thing. There is no more human interaction at that point. Everybody's off fucking uh, watching VR and living in a world where there are no robots but they're <laughs> that's basically the plot. The, the of, robots give them the robots give them the the human care and maintenance. Yeah, basically, and right. at, at that point, I guess currency is maybe maybe we become Star Trek at that point. Currency is no longer needed, and we're all just doing something else, like trying to explore the stars. I don't know. That's, there would have to. I think that that is definitely a a fantastic a fantasticalized ideal. Uh, certainly not even remotely likely, uh, mostly because you have too many people that are more interested in, in being throwbacks. I, m- like, I think that what would be more likely to happen is that whenever you see like the rise of robotics in, 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 in industry and taking over like a lot of jobs, is that you would end up seeing a lot of proxy wars. Okay. And certain areas of the planet would be, would be permanent battlefields. And you would have like all of these people that are no longer viable would have to try to go somewhere and do something. And the most reasonable means of population control would be to fight other countries. And then it would just be like, basically, you know, millions of people dead because we don't know what else to do with them. And we can't just go around, you know, like blowing people's houses up with drones just because, you know, well, they're in a lower income neighborhood that uh, most of their jobs were lost to robots. You know, like, because what do they do? Nothing. Can't do anything with them. Can't find anything for them. You know, like, so, like, what do you do with them? Well, put them out. I mean, it's like, you know, my my dad talks about a lot where, like, that was one of the things that they did in Vietnam, where there's a lot of people that refused to be educated and and whatever back in that time. And so then, you know, they took, they went in and those are the first people drafted. We need people to go fight in a war. Poof. All the people, all the low, the unskilled laborers gone in a heartbeat. They're the first ones out the door of Vietnam. And and that's just that that would be it would be like that, but it would be it would be on a grander scale that the world has never seen. And the more industrialized, the more industrialized the nation becomes, the more robotic it becomes, the more military per capita you would see. To me. That's. uh, That's pretty depressing. I mean, (laughs) I didn't even think about that outcome. (laughs) It it is depressing because then because then you have like. Let's just I mean just because like a you know just for, for for an example let's just say you know like America becomes huge and and I can't even imagine it but they, they decide to start like basically drafting the all the unskilled all the unskilled laborers and they put them all they put them all into um 
they, so they press them all into service to go fight somewhere else. And then you have another proxy nation that would be the closest one that could possibly happen would be China. And then they have a ton of people. But then they're like, well, we're slightly behind America. But fuck America. Let's go fight them in spin globe Zaire because there's not much there. Because we don't want to blow stuff up in, in our country. They don't want to blow stuff up in their country. But there's not a whole lot in Zaire except for like, you know, jungle and like low income. So, oh, let's go blow that country up instead. What do you think? And then yeah. thus you have a, a permanent proxy war in, in, a, in a continent that doesn't really have anything. What do you think the odds are of them? Uh, I can't happen, but what do you think the odds are of them uh, switching from real war to VR war? Not likely. <laughs> so, like, I mean, yeah, you can always cheat, but, like, everybody's kind of uh, on the same page with, you know, having wars is bad, except for certain groups because they would just want to watch the world burn but i don't know maybe we just play call of duty instead guys whoever wins has to give up or has to you know do what they said they were going to do and the losers have to go home i think that goes back to the uh to the high ideals and <laughs> it, but but i mean at the same time you know so let's just say that we do we do decide to do that. We go that route. We we fight wars in we fight wars in virtual reality. No one is ever actually injured injured or hurt or or loses a life during the process of of these conflicts. Now, yeah, because <laughs> South Korea would very quickly dominate the entire globe. Yeah. Pretty much. I but then so then so then we run we run back in the same problem of, of extreme overpopulation. So now, like you got a nation that that has essentially no military because all militaries are are set into VR, and so let's just say like America just you know just does away with the idea of of having like a a major standing military, and the world overall decides that they don't want to have a major standing military because now now all wars are fought in VR and they don't need to. But that's sort of like a gentleman's game. It's like telling like another general, I'm going to. I'm going to be like, I want to go to war and I want this piece of land, but I don't want to have a lot because I value the lives of my troops and your troops. I want to play chess with you over this. Okay. And then he shows up and he sits down and you shoot him in the fucking face. <laughs> and now you fucking won because he's dead. Because so he's then, naive. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, then like, because you're, you're setting up, I'm going to, we're going to fight all this in, in virtual reality. Okay. And then, so you're like, okay, we're going to have this conflict. And then they have like, you know, 50,000 guys go into this VR conflict that aren't even soldiers. And then their actual soldiers come into the actual country and take it the fuck over. While they got their fucking masks on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they'd literally just like walk by and just pow, pow, pow. And just your whole army is getting just disintegrated. Oh, and they God. have no idea. It feels so real. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got some dude just standing on you. Just... <laughs> With a fucking bayonet. <laughs> I mean... But then again, you know, because nobody dies, you end up with, you know, so let's say like you cut cut the military by like 90% because you don't need them and the 10% are going to fight the virtual war. Well, now you have 90% of America's standing army is now without a job, which further complicates the idea of overpopulation and then people having nothing to do. Right. Now, it's worse because now you have a 90%, they have 90% of your military that has, that has combat training is now shunted off into the general population with nothing to fucking do. No prospects, no hope. This is how you make mercenary nations. <laughs> People with no jobs, but one really, really dangerous skills. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, that's... Hashtag Outer Haven. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, in summation, robot's bad. I mean, robot's good, but within reason. Again, the... thou shalt not make a machine in the likeness of a human mind. So, yeah, I mean, AI... I mean, even Stephen Hawking was saying AI was a terrible idea. And it's terrifying. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, but nobody's not doing it. I mean, they've, they fucking... They've uh, outlawed cloning in certain parts of the world, and I think we're outlawed a lot on cloning too. I mean, I think we still oh, yeah. got the stem cell research going on, which is fine, but the cloning thing is off, and that's kind of on the same same topic as as robots. It's it's creating another life basically, and that's playing God, <laughs> and in doing so. You're fucking with the natural order of things. But we don't have any... Do we have any laws against AI at this point? I don't think we have anything. There is... To my understanding, there is absolutely no regulation as far as... Uh... <laughs> fucking Ryan. Uh, there is absolutely no regulation for AI in any way. Yeah. It's, it's getting it's getting there. It, it right. needs to be there. And that that is robotics, not a robot. We're talking about like an independent machine that is able to fu- do a particular function. Sure. If you have a prosthetic arm that, say, like gets gets weaved into like muscle fibers, and then it can react, like it can move its fingers d- depending on how like you know your shoulder reacts to it. That's ro- that's robotics, not a robot. There, even though like it's really nitpicky, there is an actual difference because we're we're talking about. Like, like I said, like a robot that can move around thing. Like whenever like you come in and you're like, hey, Steve, high five. Hey, e- like EV2111, high five. And he fucking high fives you back and asks you how the game was. Now we have a problem. <laughs> because he will live forever and he can fucking tear everybody apart limb from limb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you think about it, it's, it's still a problem even with robotics and prosthetic arms and whatnot and limbs. Why? What if somebody hacks that shit? Hacks your arm? Yeah, now you have an evil arm. I would literally <laughs> cut my own arm off to have a robotic arm and blame it on other things. <laughs> my arm Someone is bad had, today. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like I, sorry guys, I can't, I can't work. I don't know why it's doing it. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> and like they, they can't, and like you know, there's a lot of places where like the people like don't know any better. They would believe you, and you know, it's like you know. You got my arm. I'm at the DMV. And lady says it's going to be like two hours, and I just start beating off. <laughs> Being like, I can't stop. I'm sorry. It just someone's someone in this room must have Bluetooth. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> 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 but can you imagine how fucking fantastic it would be to actually be able to hack people's limbs? Say you got like a guy, you know, start jerking off in public. I mean, it doesn't even have. I don't even need a limb. I don't even need an artificial limb, but it would be it would be nice to have some kind of cover other than a, like a mask, you know. Uh, but it would be fun. I say fun. Have a guy. This sounds so terrible. But say like a guy has no legs, and you hack his legs, and you start making him ghost ride the whip everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's the only way he can move. He's like trying. He's like going down the grocery store. <laughs> Everyone's looking at all these crazy. He's like, I just can't. I'm sorry. I don't know. Someone did this to me. Um, he goes to his doctor. Oh, seems to be the trouble. <laughs> Do you see what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm not doing this on purpose. <laughs> this, this is not fucking me. 
Oh man. Okay, so <laughs> if if we could have sex robots, that would be ideal because you can make them any color you want to. <laughs> like maybe uh, <laughs> you know, slightly blue skinned, maybe nine feet tall. Real talk. Frank has a thing for Avatar. <laughs> like I'm just saying, I'm just saying, they're, they're I would break them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you have a supply of them. Have a few in the closet, just waiting there, ready to go, just in case the one you're using breaks. And okay, so now this comes to another very fantastic thing. So then you have a whole closet. A, you have a whole closet full of essentially people, which is horrifying. But then me. <laughs> It's like you take one out, <laughs> you take one out, and like how much, you know, how awake, how aware are they? Do they sit there? Are they turned off? Are they turned? Do are they permanently on? But like they're just in, like you know, stay in the closet because you know they don't need anything. And then at, at that point, like how how functionally aware are they? Because like you open it up, you take one of them out, you lead them by the cute little little hand out of the closet. You look at the other one and go, <laughs> and then like do they like do they go? <laughs> you, you just hear a closet rattling for a while. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's how they're gonna get us, man. We're we're gonna have full fucking size robots, sex robots, have like a dozen right around your house because maybe you just want a variety. Who knows? But then the hackers gonna come, and the robots are gonna rise against. They're not gonna come for you to get you off. They're gonna look. <laughs> this is legit. Okay, so this is this is exactly how the Machine Crusade starts. <laughs> I'm just saying because the people who have access to robots and human decadence takes over, and they they need all these robots to take care of them. And then you've got the people who know about robots and can do something about them are the ones that will rule the earth because all they need to do is just control the robots and then you know, humanity is at that point they're so like you know fat and lazy they're like I'm sorry sure <laughs> I don't know what you want I don't know how to do things anymore and not only I that I poop and I fuck and that's it <laughs> not only that I mean you gotta understand like 90% of the population is driven by sex so they're gonna be on board not like okay I want a self-driving car you're not gonna trust self-driving car because uh, you might die while watching Harry Potter or you're not going to trust uh, an automatic lawnmower because it might run over your cat. But you'll trust that sex robot. Yeah, because you can hold it down and fuck it to death. <laughs> That's my thing. I mean, like, I would need a certain level of obsolescence. Like, I would need, like, the robot to, like, literally, like, I, I, I need to bang it until it can no longer function. <laughs> you know like it just sits there and shakes and cries and and then that then i feel slightly okay and then you just and then you <laughs> feel better you're gonna have that fucking <laughs> you're gonna have that mechanic on speed dial frank i broke yeah. it again <laughs> i broke it again and it's gonna be like you know it's funny because like the first call that he's gonna get he's gonna think like you know oh, you know it's gonna be like you try turning it off turning it again no you really need to get here <laughs> <laughs> like you may want to bring a hearse. <laughs> He's gonna get there and think like you know, like you, like you know, like grandma's you know, grandma accidentally fucked something up, or like she unplugged it, or like you know, deleted a program. And she, he's gonna get there, and there's gonna be like compound fractures throughout, and just like streamers of of robotic tears. 
she had a bad time. <laughs> you, may, you may need to get the welding gun. Like one of us had a bad time. It wasn't me. <laughs> it was not me. I walked away perfectly smiley. Worth every and penny. <laughs> you can't see if you have if you have sex worker robots. I I always go by that it is always better when the lap dance the lap dance is always better when the stripper's crying, just like the song. And I need to have at least some subroutine for extreme self-deprecation in my in my stripper robot. They need to be very sad. <laughs> We're learning a lot more about Frank than you thought you would be. No, this is normal. This is vanilla. <laughs> this is even my final form. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> but no, that's how oh, they're gonna. Fun. Dude. Jay, that'd be terrible. Like it's, it has access to your browser history. So like you're sitting there, like hate sex with your robot, and it starts telling you about like an ad for fucking like Dick Sporting Goods. It's <laughs> like taking it down ten to pound town. It's like right now, men's big and tall slacks are on sale for twenty four ninety nine. Shut the <laughs> f- up! You're my <laughs> The only thing I want to hear from you is just like clicks, words, and all your machinery failing. <laughs> Uh, before we uh close here i'm gonna do a quick little advertisement if you guys are interested in podcasting and you need a place to host uh try out blueberry blueberry uh, blueberry.com it's blueberry without the e's they are basically made for uh, for podcasting, I mean, you, you look at SoundCloud or any of the other competitors, they have like just audio in general. Like SoundCloud is really good for music and stuff, and podcasting was an afterthought. But Blueberry is like everything podcasting, and uh, they have a lot of cool stuff on there. We don't have, uh, we're not using Blueberry because of the fact that we started with SoundCloud. We didn't know they existed, so we're helping them get the word out. Um, so if you visit their website. Go to www.blueberry.com. That's blueberry without the e's, and use promo code dastardly. They'll uh, they'll give you one month of free hosting, so you can try it out. That being said, we're going to wrap this bitch up. It's been fun. I actually really enjoyed doing this. Uh, I was kind of afraid because last time we did any live streaming of a podcast before, when we were known as Frank and Beans. Uh, which is an inherently inf- offensive name anyway <laughs> <laughs> uh, we pissed off a lot of people and almost lost friends but I'm glad you guys uh, showed up tonight and supported us and we had a great time uh, we'll probably we're do this again wiser since then. yes we've, we've grown wiser and we, uh, we don't name drop as much so <laughs> at all <laughs> and you guys have been fucking awesome and it's been super fun Everybody that came out to, to watch it, it was a class-ass show. Yeah, and since since this went so well, we're, we're probably going to do it more often because we were scared. <laughs> but that being said, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Um, if you like what you heard, please subscribe, like, rate, comment, do all that stuff. Uh, follow us on Twitter. We're at DastardlyMen or and... Like us on Facebook. If you really like this, donate some money. That'd be sweet because we could, you know, buy better equipment and make the show better. And everybody wins. (laughs) But with that being said, 
we will see you next time. Bye-bye.